Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm very happy to be with you once again to sow seeds of faith that's going to change your life, that's going to prosper you, that's going to edify you, that's going to cause you to get the victory, that's going to cause you to gain the ascendancy over your flesh, to dominate your flesh, to dominate natural principles by applying spiritual principles. Father, I thank you that you have given me the tongue of the learned to speak a word in season to them that are weary. Greater is you that is in me than he that is in the world. You live in my body. My body is the temple of God. I have eternal life, and I have the words of eternal life in my spirit, for out of my belly, my innermost being shall flow rivers of living waters. I shall impart today, glory, hallelujah, words of life unto my brothers and sisters. For Holy Spirit, you shall move mightily in me, because you are in me. And it is you, Father, that work it in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So confirm this confession, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, we're talking about this week identification. And you can only succeed to the level of your confession. You can only succeed to the level of your profession. Confession is our profession. Profession, though, in one of the definitions means to say a thing even if it appears not to be true. See, the word of God teaches that you are a partaker of God's divine nature. God gave scripture by the Holy Ghost. Men wrote the word of God by inspiration from God, for God moved on men by the Holy Ghost and inspired them to write all scripture. I've heard men say before, well, this Jesus is in red writing, as if Jesus would say something different than Paul. You know, I've heard people with different doctrines. They they think that Jesus and Paul is contradicting themselves. They don't. They're saying the same thing. What it is, as you begin to study Scripture, it builds upon itself, and the revelation is progressive. That's why Paul told Timothy to study, to show thyself approval of workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, you identify with what the word says you are. Do you know that Jesus dared to confess what God said he was? You know, one place he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Imagine somebody living today. You don't have any word that's saying that this is the Messiah. You don't know if he's the Messiah or not. And he has the the boldness to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no man comes to the father but by me and he he had a he had audacity to to the people that called God father making himself equal with God so that see that's why they wanted to stone him to death he dared confess what God said he was can you dare confess what God said you are can you dare identify with what the word of God says you are in Genesis the first chapter and at the 27 at the 26th verse and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God made man in, in the image of God, in his image. God is a spirit, right? He's spirit, spiritual first. He's spirit first, right? And then when he came to the earth, he came in the likeness of, of flesh. You'll learn that in John, uh, the first chapter, where it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word is God, and the word was God. And then it also says that the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Well, he didn't dwell among men at first. He only dwelt in the spirit form first. That's why he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Because he manifested himself in two different ways uh, at this point. And then the last way he manifests himself in, in human flesh, the word. Out of your belly shall flow words of living uh, or walks, rivers of living waters, which is words coming out of my flesh right now out of my spirit. See, Christ is in me. He said, I'll be with you and even in you. And when I come to dwell in you, I'll be called the Holy Ghost. And so at verse 27, it says, so God created man. Remember, he created him now in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So we was created spiritually first. Now let's go to Genesis 2. Now watch this, Genesis 2, and at verse 7, now after he first created man in the spirit realm first, Genesis 2 and at verse 7, it says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So man was spirit first, see? Male and female, both of them spirit first. See what I'm saying? Spirit first. That's why that's what prompted Paul to say it is neither male or female, Jew or Greek, uh, bond or free in the spirit realm. See, because anybody who's born again that confess Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, uh, they have the ability to speak for God. And so in the original state, you was a uh, you was a spirit first, and then God formed the body and breathed your spirit into that body. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm talking about identification. Now, right now, we're going to go to Jeremiah, the first chapter. And we're going to start at verse 4. Jeremiah 1, and at verse 4, it says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Now, remember, Jeremiah was created first. You were created first. And then you was formed in the belly after... uh intimate act took place between your mother and father but your spirit was already created 
So God is letting Jeremiah know before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, Jeremiah's divine call was set forth when he was a grown spiritual man. Have you noticed that that God sent uh, Adam and Eve here as an adult? All all the creation trees were they was adult trees. They was mature trees. Adam and Eve were mature when they came. See, Jesus in his original state is mature. See, only he only became a child when he was placed in the womb of Mary. Man, I hope y'all catching what I'm where I'm going with this. He became a child and had to grow up and all that when he was placed in the womb of Mary. But in Jesus' original state, he was already mature. He's an ancient of days. You, you, you remember it says in the beginning was the word, and it talks about the word being made flesh. And throughout the moment, let us create man in his own. Jesus was from the beginning. The Bible says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, which means this divine plan was put forth before you was formed in the womb. So the spirit of prophecy declares what you are while you're still developing into that because God uses seed to develop you into the finished product. The seed has to be watered. The seed has to grow to develop into the finished product. So the prophets release prophecies on you to get you to agree with the prophecies to get you into your divine call. And you have to identify with God says you are. I'm out of time, but I got a lot to say. I'll finish and talk about this tomorrow. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm Derek King live. Well, I wouldn't say live, but you're probably hearing it recorded. But I'm here at the King House Studios in Mobile, Alabama, getting ready to talk to you about your identification in Christ or just plain identification. That's what I titled this series of messages. See, because when you begin to realize who you really are, you can declare who you are and cause who you are to come into manifestation. Hallelujah. Father, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation be activated upon me and upon the ones that are hearing my words. Cause their heart to burn, Lord Jesus, with fire and with anointing, with joy, Lord Jesus, as I release the words of eternal life unto them. Let that be so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus dared to confess what the Father said he was. Jesus, one time he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It's been men through the generations and through the centuries who have disputed that fact. They tried to say it's many ways to God. It's more than one way to God. It's, 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 you could be this religion or that religion. But Jesus dared say what the Father revealed to him, that he was the way. He didn't, he didn't humble himself in a way that you think humility is released, you would have thought, not you, but some of you, thought humility for him to say, well, I'm a nobody, trying to be somebody. No, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man goes to the Father but by me. He he dare confess that I am the vine. You see what I'm saying? And God is the husband man. You can do nothing unless you connected to me. He dare confess these type of things about himself. See, he is the way. He said, whatever you pray to Father in my name, he's going to do it. He dare told you who he was. He said, before Abraham was, I am. He dare confess boldly who he was. Why? Because he wants you to to confess boldly who you are. He said, ye are gods. He said, having I personal pronoun. Jesus one time told them, when they got mad at Jesus for making himself equal with God, he said, didn't I write in your law personal pronoun? He said he wrote it. See, they, they, they were like, well, the father wrote it, not you. He was trying to show them the revelation. You can only catch the revelation if the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. But he used a personal pronoun. See, he said, I wrote in your law that ye are gods. Now remember, the spirit of Jesus was in the beginning, in spirit form. When he reveals himself in the flesh, that's another form. This realm is slower than the spirit realm. And so because this realm is slower and different and less magnificent, then the other realm, this realm has to be dominated by seed. And the seed is your words. The sower soweth the word. And so when you realize what your identification is, you must begin to sow those seeds to prophesy yourself into your divine call. God has revealed to you in your inner man. He has revealed to you through the logos or the written word. He has revealed to you through the rhema word or sent prophets to tell you your divine call. And he's done these things so that you will begin to say what is written. You begin to say what you felt in your spirit. You will begin to say what these prophets have prophesied over you good concerning the kingdom of God. God is not prophesying death to you. You weren't created to die. You weren't created to walk in defeat. You were created to walk in victory. When a sickness pop up, that's Satan trying to prophesy sickness over you by speaking to you through the pain in your body, by speaking through you through um, healthcare uh, personnel. Now, I'm not criticizing them. They're doing their job. He's trying to speak to you through your mind, telling you you're defeated, telling you you're going to die. But that is not the word of the Lord. David knew how to partner with the word of the Lord. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. The Lord is the strength of my life. Who could be against me? David, he knew how to partner with the revealed word into his spirit, the rhema word, and then he wrote it down now as logos for us. The logos word is a more sure word of prophecy. You can decree the logos word and it has not lost its inspiration. The logos mean the written word. The written word has not lost its inspiration. 
it is still inspired from the day it was written. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is true. Jesus drove back the devil with the logos, with the written word. He quoted written scriptures to drive out the devil. Of course, Jesus was God in the flesh, so he did have rhema, but he drove back the devil with written word, teaching you you can do the same thing. Now, the object of this teaching is to teach you how to take the written word, things that are written about you, to you, showing you who you are, so that you would begin to confess this on a daily basis, so that you can make manifest the person you are. Let's go back to Jeremiah, the first chapter. And at verse four, it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, he made Jeremiah a prophet before he was even conceived by his mother and father. Before he was even formed, he was created. He was created before he was formed. As you know, in the first chapter of Genesis, God created male and female in his image. In the second chapter, man was formed from the dust of the ground. Now you're formed in the womb. You're not formed from the dust of the ground, and you have to come from a seed. But back then, God made them an adult. They didn't grow from a seed. They formed the dust and made them an adult. And then everything came out that Adam has to come through seed form. I want you to remember that. But Adam was, was brought from the spirit to already a grown man. And then God separated the male and female spirit that he was intended to be one and separating them in the earth realm. Now, they only was, was, was one was made of the other because of the curse. I don't have time to get into that. But. You have to remember what is spiritual is first. So God sees you healed already. God sees you rich already. God sees you full of wisdom already, full of revelation already. But the way that you cause that to come into manifestation is by confession. You have to confess about yourself what God says. Now watch this at verse 6. Then said, I oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Now, if he could not speak, how could he tell God he could not speak? Well, he was saying that in the spirit realm. He saw that he was going to be in the natural realm. He said, hey, I'm a child. I can't speak. But the Lord said unto him, say not, I am a child. Why? Because he didn't want him to have that negative confession. He wanted him to confess what God said he was. He wanted him to say, I am a prophet to the nations. How many catching the revelation? Then said, I oh, Lord God, I cannot speak for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, but thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have set thee this day over the nations and over kingdoms to root up, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Hallelujah. So what God is trying to get over to you, your identification is what Paul wrote in his letters. See, you're already healed. You're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
you have to partner with the word of the Lord to make this thing come to pass. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again. We're talking about identification, who you are, knowing who you are. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, give me the wisdom to disseminate the knowledge that you have given me. Cause me to make it real to the hearer, to instruct them on how to build themselves up, Lord, in the faith. Cause them to be a blessing, Lord, and cause them to be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Brothers and sisters, you'll never rise above your confession. You must confess over yourself what God says you are to make that come into manifestation. Plentiful confessions and professions, plentiful blessings. Seldom confession, seldom blessings. You rise to the level of your profession or your confession. Let's go to uh, Second Peter, the first chapter, and let's start at verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So if you would just take that one, one verse, it looked like it's insignificant. You could read it like this, Simon Peter, servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ. You, didn't that you could read it like that. Or you can read it slowly. Like, for instance, you take this second verse. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Okay, you can read that. I say, okay, yeah, that's a good thing. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. Nah, but if you take a more thorough look at it through the lens of revelation, through the lens of faith, it says grace and peace will be multiplied unto you after you have the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, knowledge is obtained by reading the scriptures. Wisdom, which is a manifestation of the spirit, is knowing how to apply the knowledge. That's what we're trying to show you this week with, with the identification message. I want to show you what it says, but I want to show you how to apply it, how to cause yourself to come into another level, another realm of God by confession. If I had to put it in a nutshell, it's by confession of the word, by saying over yourself what the word says. Now, I'm going to make it practical today. Verse 3 says, we read Second Peter, we have verse, uh, Second Peter, first chapter, we have verse 3. According as his divine power have given unto us 
all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So you have, by the power of God, you have all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, if you see a Christian sick with some kind of disease and they die early, well, they had all things that pertain unto life and godliness, but they didn't have the wisdom maybe on how to apply. Or they didn't have the uh, the strength to stay in faith. Or they didn't have, they weren't around people that was teaching that word real good. Or surrounded themselves with people full of faith. Or they was watching too much of CNN and MSNBC and all this stuff on TV. See, you can feed your spirit with the wrong thing and you will receive those seeds. And if those seeds begin to grow, it will corrupt your spirit. See, that's why you have to feed on the, on the word of God. Because you are a spiritual being. Somebody say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Say it again. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Now, now, right here, it says you have all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him, see, that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. See, these things are given unto you, exceeding, that means a whole bunch, great and precious promises. Listen closely. This is at verse 4, 2 Peter 1 and 4 that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, I have noticed in several scriptures, one of them, this one says, I'm a partaker of the divine nature, right? There's another scripture that says my body is the temple of God. It's another scripture that says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now, I don't have time to go to those. I would like to, but it's a short message. Now, after I have meditated those three scriptures, I've learned that I can now say that I am an immoral. I can now make that out of confession. Now, I've never heard nobody preach this, but this came as revelation to me that I am an immoral. I'll take another scripture where it says when I believe on Jesus, I have eternal life. So after, after I began to get this knowledge, the spirit of wisdom and revelation gave me a revelation that I am an immortal being. I can now confess over myself on a daily basis that I am an immortal. I am an immortal being. And, of course, I add the scripture with it. For greater is you that is in me than he that is in the world. That's making me immortal. My body is the temple of God. It makes me immortal. Glory, I'm a partaker of your divine nature. It makes me immortal. Then I can start to think about the movies that I saw, where they had the mutants. Where the mutants, the, the, the people didn't like the mutants. They wanted to kill the mutants. You know, people don't really like the Christians. You know, they, they, they accept other religions. They don't really like the Christians that much. You know, they try to find stuff wrong with you, judge you or whatever. They don't really like like the Christians that much. They hate it. They kill you and uh, cut your head off overseas. And so these Christians are really the ones that under had a revelation. They're really immortals. See, while the other people 
are getting sick with the viruses, the Christian don't get sick. See, see, Paul was bitten by a viper, and the viper didn't, didn't, didn't kill Paul, and then the people thought he was a god. Well, Jesus did say you're a god. Paul shook that serpent off into that fire, and at first they thought, they said, well, these men are prisoners. And so they escaped from going to prison, but they didn't escape the justice of God. But when, when that viper bit, bit Paul, that's what they were thinking. They said, he a prisoner. Of course, he was locked up because he was one of them mutants, them Jesus men. He was, his blood was mutated with the life of God, see? He, had, he was a partaker of the divine nature, and I am a partaker of the divine nature. My blood is mutated with the blood of God, bringing healing throughout my body. My bones make pure marrow. See what I'm saying? My, my, my marrow makes pure blood that fights off sickness and disease. Then I can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Then I can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Then I can say, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Why? Because I am a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And so this comes by great meditation. You begin to learn that you are an immortal being. And so when that, when that serpent bit Paul and he shook that serpent out in the fire, they said, wait a minute. This man is all immortal. See? Because he had the divine life on the inside. He was a partaker of the divine nature. And while he was on that island with those heathens, he was laying hands on them and healing all their sick. See, that's who you are. See, see, in the movies, they call them mutants, but you're not really a mutant. You're, you're different than them. You're a different class of species. You're a different class of being. You are a partaker of the divine nature of God. That's your identification. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, immortals. I'm glad to talk with you today. You know, it's a blessing to be upon here one more time to to release seeds of faith into your inner man, to build your spirit up, to call the eternal destiny into the present. Hallelujah. We're talking about identification. Father, let the anointing flow. Let the oil flow today. Feed, Lord Jesus, us, me, your, my brothers and sisters, Lord, with the manna from heaven, with the bread from heaven. It calls the revelation to explode within our being like never before in the name of the Lord Jesus. As I've covered this week, we were first spiritual before we were natural. When a person has a prophetic gift, what they're doing is they're getting a glimpse of your eternal destiny, and they are revealing that to you on purpose so that you can partner with that revealed will of God to speak it into manifestation. For this instance, before I got born again, it was prophesied by several people that I ministered the gospel. And so that I would believe one guy, he, he, um, he revealed certain things I was doing in my life that nobody could have known but God. Another guy revealed something that uh, some sin I had. He didn't call it out, but some, you know, some I had done that I had repented of, and 
he let me know that God uh, had forgave me for that or whatever. Other words, it wasn't to hurt me. It was to reveal to me the love of God. It was to reveal to me that God knows my divine destiny. And so the gifts of the spirit are given to men to help other men to come into their divine destiny. If 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 a guy have the uh, the gift, uh, a person have the gifts of healing, it's to heal their body and get the um the demons of sickness and disease off of them, so that they can fulfill their divine destiny. You know the word is given uh, um so that a person can walk in peace, in victory, in financial prosperity, in health and healing. Why? So they can fulfill a divine destiny for the Lord to bring heaven on the earth. You see what I'm saying? We was created for God's pleasure. And so as we begin to seek the Lord, God reveals to reveal or reveal to you little by little nuggets that cause you to walk into the image that he has for you from the foundation of the world. In 1 John, the fourth chapter, in that verse 4, it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. I was talking to somebody recently, and they were telling me, yeah, you got to do this and do that and be obedient to everybody. Well, you know, the the disciples, when they told them don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus, they wasn't obedient to that. But they were still loved children of a love God. You see what I'm saying? Paul them didn't obey that when they said don't preach no more in the name of Jesus. And I told this person, I said, well, Adolf Hitler, I said, um, should his generals have obeyed him and killed all the Jews? And this person told me I shouldn't judge Adolf Hitler. Well, the Bible says, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. You don't love a person if you're killing them. Adolf Hitler didn't, he wasn't of God. He killed six million Jews. So let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. When the Bible says judge not, it, you need to know the proper context. You need to know the proper context of everything. You see what I'm saying? We was put on this earth as Christians to be lights. We was put on this earth to not be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We were not put on the earth to compromise with the world. We weren't put on the earth to call good evil and evil good to set light for darkness and darkness for light. We was put on the earth to make a difference. We was put on the earth to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. Not agree with darkness and affirm people in darkness. 
Now, we walk in love, but you can't affirm a person when they're walking in darkness. How many understand what I mean? But we'll love children of a love God. Do you know that um, Paul and Peter and the, the different disciples, they didn't live on this earth only thinking about what they can have on this life. They came to this earth when they when they got a revelation of who they were and knew that they have eternal life on the inside of them. Their mission was to bring as many people to their divine calling and to their divine purpose as possible. They was dead to this old life and they was alive to the life of God. If you want finances, why do you want the finances? There's nothing wrong with you to have finances and enjoy yourself. But you should use some of it to help a ministry with their TV ministry, to help, a, you know, to help, to help orphans, you know, to, to help people that's, that's down and out. You should use what the Lord bless you with to, to be a blessing. When you got born again and God put the divine nature because you are a partaker of his divine nature, you're supposed to use that divine nature to cast the demon out, out of people, to cast out the sickness. See, because ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you've got the great one living on the inside of you, Jesus, uh, and you get that by believing on the Lord Jesus, in his name, you should drive evil spirits out of people. In his name, you should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In his name, you should pray for people and watch them get healed. In his name, you should pray with people that's mentally ill. Pray with people that's, that's not uh, uh, born again. You should use your time to pray for a person. Pick out a person. Pray for them daily. And use your faith to bring them to Christ. Use your faith to do something for the Lord. Don't spend all your time in pleasure. Use your faith to, 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 to obey your divine purpose. See, God don't mind you having fun. He don't mind you watching a movie. He don't mind you going out to dinner. He don't mind you watching a ball game. He don't mind you going on vacation. He don't mind you having a good time. But you know, you should use some of your time to make a difference in the world. All of us know somebody not born again. Do you know you could pray for a person, you take 30 minutes a day and, and pray to the Lord for that person? You know that person will start uh, little by little going to God and you start hearing from God or she'll start hearing from God and their spirit will come alive to God because of your prayers? Do you know you could use your prayers to get somebody sick little by little? You pray for them and get them healed. You know, you could use your words like I'm doing now little by little to edify somebody in the word of truth. Because, you know, everybody don't read the word, but somebody might listen to me every day. And this will be just like them reading the word because I'm reading the word to them on, on this message. This is what it's all about. I still watch the game. I still do other things, watch a movie, whatever. But you should begin to express what God has done for you and for people. Let your life be an example because you have the nature of God on the inside of you. You was put here as a light to draw men and women to their divine calling, to their divine purpose. And I'm a beneficiary of, 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 of the prophetic gift. Men and women prophesied to me many times through the years, and now 
this is the result of their prophecies. And I've since learned I should have been uh, partnering with those prophetic words, and I would have been farther than I am now. But it's not too late. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Friday. We're talking about identification. Hallelujah. I just want to really just show you, brothers and sisters, who you are so that you'll know that you're royalty, that you're immortal, that you have divinity on the inside of you, and that you are a partaker of God's divine nature. Because you are a partaker of God's divine nature, you can do the supernatural. You remember Moses parted the Red Sea? You remember Joshua also did the same thing, or parted the Jordan? You remember that uh, Joshua also made the sun stand still and, and so forth and so on? Enoch was translated to heaven. Elijah was translated. Elijah got out of trouble one time when uh, he was surrounded. You know, if you read the uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, you'll find out that these faith men, these supernatural mutant-type men, you know, they write movies about it. But see, you got regene when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, regenerated. And that's why I say mutant. I looked up the word mutant. And, you know, I, I don't know. That just came in my spirit. But I looked it up. I said, why this word in my spirit? Well, mutated means it got something to do with your genes. Your genes are different than the average person. You have something on the inside of you that's different than the average person. But this is how you get this. In 1 John, the fifth chapter, in that verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's how you get regenerated. And everyone that loveth him that begot, Loveth him also that is begotten of him. In other words, you love it, Jesus. He begot us. You're going to love everybody that is a Christian. Verse 2, it says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. What's God's commandments for the, for the new covenant, which we are under? It's two of them. Love the Lord thy God, all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love thy neighbors thyself. When you do that, you're in covenant relationship. You believe on Jesus Christ, and you keep those two commandments. Under the old covenant, they had to get circumcised. In other words, shed blood through circumcision for the covenant. Under this thing, Jesus shed his blood, and we confess him as Lord. It's not We don't shed the blood like they did under the old covenant. This new covenant is a spoken thing. We confess him as our Lord, and he shed his blood on the cross. You see what I'm saying? Which was past tense. That's how you enter into this eternal life. See, because verse 4, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It tells you what your victory is. Faith is your victory. And how is faith released? I know I'm talking fast. You got to listen, though. Faith is released by speaking. Your victory is in your professing. Your victory is in your speaking. Your victory is in your declaring. What are you declaring? You're declaring every good thing that is in you through Christ Jesus. Verse 5, it says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. The way you overcome the world, who it is that overcometh the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. At verse 10 in the same chapter, it says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Hallelujah. He that believeth not God, have made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. 
And this is the record that God have given to us eternal life, and this life is in his son. See, you have eternal life on the inside of you. You are immortal. That's why them guys can walk in supernatural faith, because they knew they weren't going to taste of the second death. They knew if they died, they was going from life to eternal life, and they wasn't going to be partaker of the second death, which is the hell, fire, and brimstone. Know that you have eternal life when you believe it on the Son of God, and the name of the Son of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Say this. Say, I have eternal life on the inside of me. Say it again. I have eternal life on the inside of me. And because these men knew they had eternal life on the inside of them, they knew that they was a partaker of God's divine nature. They knew that greater was he that is in them than he that is in the world. If you don't know that, you need to confess that. See, I would normally have you confess that right now. I would normally have you say it now. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say this. I am a partaker of God's divine nature. Say this. I can work wonders because I have God living on the inside of me. Say this, say, I'm an immortal being, and I have eternal life. See, you have to say these things, and when you say these things, the divine energy of God or the divine anointing, it energizes your flesh because your strength is in your spirit. Hallelujah. I was talking to a kid last week, and he said, every time I talk to you, I feel an like energy. I said, that's called the anointing. He don't know nothing about the Lord. I don't think he was raised up in the church. But when I talk to him, he can tell that it's something different. He he hears the words of eternal life. Why? Because I love that kid, and God loved that kid, and God want to bring him into eternal life. And I'm probably the only person that he probably heard the word through because he hadn't <clears throat> grew up in that. See? And so you are lights of the world. You are a city set on the hill. Hallelujah. You can't put this light under, under a bushel. See what I'm saying? So, so in verse... 11, let's read that again. It said, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his son. You have eternal life. You have eternal life. So any virus, it can't kill you because you have eternal life. You have the quickening spirit on the inside of you because Jesus is a quickening spirit. The first Adam was a living soul. The second Adam was a quickening spirit. What that mean? That means he quickens your mortal body or make a lie. That's what that means. He makes your body come alive. He <clears throat> releases divine energy on the inside of you to overcome sickness. See, when Jesus needed money, they wanted him to pay tribute. He told him, he said, go, to, go down there and get that or uh, catch a fish. And when you catch a fish, take that corn out of his mouth and go pay them boogers. Give him some for me and you. In other words, the creative power was on the inside of Jesus, and now you are a partaker of that divine nature. You are a joint heir. You are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, and you have the same authority to call money to, to, to your bosom. You have that anointing. You have that authority. You just call and you just stay in faith, faith until it comes into manifestation. See what I'm saying? Verse 13, it says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that ye have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to believe on the name of the Son of God. You have eternal life. You was with God before the foundation of the world. In the ninth chapter of Romans, I'm not going to go there, but I'm a minister in my spirit out of that. God, Paul was revealing that before they was even born, he said, 
Jacob I loved and Esau I hated. How did God know that he knew them in the spirit realm before they were sent into the natural? Before he made them come through a seed, he the one placed that spirit on the inside of the womb. And see, he knew them as grown men. Before the foundation of the world, he knew Jeremiah as a grown man. Before the foundation of the world, he knew me and you as a grown man. Before the foundation of the world, he knew Jesus as a grown man. Before the foundation of the world, God knows you as an adult before the foundation of the world, and he called those things to be not before, uh, uh, as though they were. He knew Abraham as a grown man before he was placed in his mother's womb. And he destinated him for greatness. He has destinated you for, for greatness. You have, be, you have been predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ. You are hearing this message for a reason. If you're hearing this message, God is talking to you personally. He's saying that you are a partaker of his divine nature. You have the divine energy or the anointing of God on the inside of you to heal the sick. You have the anointing to pray for people and, and cause the evil spirits to lead them. You have the anointing to call money into your, your bosom. You have divine ability on the inside of you. You have creative ability on the inside of you. In the book of Exodus, I think around the 32nd chapter, God put divine ability by the spirit of God in wisdom and craftsmanship. He gave those guys that ability by his spirit, and they began to make everything that he needed in the temple. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, everything you need is on the inside of you. And how do you activate it? This is the key to everything I'm saying. You confess it. You confess it. You confess it. I have ability. Oh, glory. The Lord is working in me, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Whatever you need, you confess that over yourself because it's God's will for your life. If it's coming into your spirit that you need it, if it's coming to your spirit that you want it, glory, because you're born again, you need to call it into being. You need to believe the best of yourself. Glory, believe every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.